Am I doing me this up? Yeah. That's okay. always. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is actually like the, the intro. You know what? We might as well leave this as the intro. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hello. <laughs> it's a me, Mario. <laughs> it's a me. This is, this is, okay. Well, first, I'll, I'll just say like, hello, welcome to the podcast, uh, Tech Bros Podcast. You might remember us from such great hits as episode one. <laughs> we are back <laughs> episode two. <laughs> Oh, this is already this is already a great intro. Oh God! <laughs> I'm Rod, and I'm here as always with Egerton. Hello. Hello. Hi, how you doing? Melting. Melting. Yeah. So I should say we are recording this on, on uh, Friday, the twenty sixth of June, twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. We're deep into still in lockdown times, and it's mm-hmm. really hot. Yes, it's currently 31 degrees in my room. And you've got a fan on? Yes, and it's still 31 degrees. <laughs> is, it just, is it just doing the constant fan thing of blowing hot air into your face? Well, no, it's actually, it's actually a chill max, so I actually fill it up with water. Oh, looks like mm. we've added another topic to the podcast. Can you talk a bit about your fan? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so it's a chill max you fill it up with water and it it just blows out cold steam wow how much is it <laughs> I'm, i didn't i've not heard of this before i didn't buy it <laughs> my, mom did. buy it. <laughs> my mom did my mom did and i stole it from her is it is it like really good you know what it is actually very good it's very good um the only problem is when you have it on for a long time, the water does run out and you have to keep filling it up. How long does it last for, would you say? Uh, let's have a look at it now. So I filled it up just before this recording and it is about halfway through. So uh, give or take an hour and a half to two hours. Okay. So it's not like a huge amount of time, I guess. No. But it does, if it works pretty well, then that's good. Yes, and it, and it's, it just brings cold air. It's lovely. I mean, it also seems like, just looking at it online, that it seems like a fairly cheap alternative to the Dyson stuff, which is horrifically yeah. expensive. Mm-hmm. Like that mm-hmm. stuff is pricey for a fan. Dyson, what else? Um, there's another brand as well. That's quite pricey. But yeah, Dyson's are very expensive. Although, I must admit, they do do the job, but they're very expensive. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, so yeah, this is your premier uh, fan podcast. <laughs> what we do with the fan bros, we just talk about fans. Fan, fan, fans. <laughs> I mean, we've got, we've got some stuff to talk about. There's some stuff we want to talk about that's happened recently in the world. Yeah. Bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also some things that have kind of been on our back burner of things to talk about for a while, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, experiences with, with products that we've been using for a while. Yes. Um, but I think we'll start with um, uh, most sort of recent news, which is the Apple conference that took place three days ago, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically they kind of said that it's essentially like an awful time 
So we wanted to make sure that there was something to talk about that we have this conference so that you at least have something to take your mind <laughs> off of the various uh, current affairs that are just depressing. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, not, nothing to cheer you up and a nice bit of consumerism. Mm -hmm, exactly. Apple... So they had a, a swathe of like OS stuff for the most part. Mm -hmm. That is true. So, I mean, you, you can sort of start with um, the main sort of things that caught your eye. Okay, so yes, I have I have a list of stuff that really caught my eye. So um, iOS fourteen, wow, gosh, iOS fourteen. How many iOSs are we going to go up to? Number fourteen, right? So with iOS fourteen, they've now introduced a couple of new functions, such as the Translate app, which ha um, which will have eleven different languages built in. Mm -hmm. um, the picture-in-picture picture mode, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Samsung already has that. Or yeah, yeah, Android. They've that. Yeah, they've already got that. Because when I saw that, I was like, oh, I'm very surprised that Apple still hasn't got that function. But it's good to see that they've actually introduced that function now. Um, digital car keys. They're, yeah. That was a very fascinating one. I was like, oh, what is this? And... <laughs> It's something that is being rolled out to BMW cars at the moment, where your mm. phone is practically your car key. I mean, I guess it makes sense in the, in the sense that we already have a keyless entry where a car manufacturer will make it so that your key ring emits some kind of frequency so that you can just walk up to the door with your key and the door yeah. will open because it mm -hmm. knows that the key is nearby. Um, yeah. I guess one of the issues with that is the fact that you could be quite close, like say if you'd parked outside a restaurant and gone inside the restaurant, you're technically still quite close to it. So yeah. your door could still trigger and open and then someone could go in. <laughs> and then drive off of your car. And it's like, goodbye. Bye -bye. But yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess it's sort of an interesting thing to then put it into your phone. Then I guess it means if, you, if you've lost your phone, then make sure you have physical keys as well as a backup. Hmm, you'd hope so. <laughs> you would like, hope I don't so. need these physical keys anymore. I've got my phone. Yeah, throw, my throw phone. in the keys. <laughs> throw them in the water. <laughs> yeah, I don't need this anymore. <laughs> it's not like anything will go wrong. It's fine. <laughs> and also, um, emoji search. My God. <laughs> the state, The state of the world in 2020. What we needed the most was emoji search. Emoji search. Which, again, is something that Android already had. Yeah, exactly. Crazy, isn't it? Very crazy. And usually Apple would be the first people to kind of get these sort of, function, um, these sort of functions. So I was very surprised when I saw Emoji Search and I was like, that's not really anything new. But also, I mean, I, mean, I guess with, um, with this and also the picture, the picture man, it's fairly small things. Mm. Um, and generally speaking, I think across the conference, a lot of it is small changes to OS. I mean, there's a few like big things we'll discuss, but mm -hmm. a lot of it is tweaks and it's stuff that already exists in the other competitors. But yeah. I guess if Apple wants to, again, as we'll get into, kind of silo themselves off and be like, you have to buy into like the Apple vision and dream and yeah. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So you give up a lot of flexibility for other devices, like everything has to be proprietary. 
Yes. So that in order for you to make that switch, then you have to then have everything that you're getting on the other competitors, including stuff which is fairly minor, but then they don't want people to look at that and say, well, Apple doesn't have it, so I'm not going to switch, right? Yes, that is true. That is true. And watch OS, uh, watch OS 7. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's two things that kind of caught my eye on that one, yeah. which was the sleep tracking app or the sleep tracking feature actually which um a feature that tracks your sleep which then again i was thinking that did apple have that with apple watch in the beginning i i don't actually remember if they actually had that or this is like an improvement they didn't have they didn't have a um sort of a built-in sleeper tracker in the same way that you would if you bought a like a fitbit Mm -hmm. it doesn't come pre-installed with a sleeper app tracker you would have to have installed some kind of third-party application yeah so they're essentially creating their own one which i think is sort of long overdue because i think one of the most helpful things and one of the most one of the first things i think a lot of people will go to whenever they buy a watch a smartwatch, is the ability to track their sleep yeah this is something that's quite important and mm-hmm. getting good sleep is a key to being healthy. So it's just weird that it wouldn't be there to start with, that you would have to go to some sort of third party. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it's good that they're at least doing it now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the hand washing feature. <laughs> I, I didn't see this. What's that? So it, because um, you know, with this whole coronavirus um, pandemic, that uh, the suggested time of washing your hands is 20 seconds. So your watch actually counts for twenty seconds for you to wash your hands. (laughs) Could you not just set a timer for twenty seconds or something? Yeah, but then you're gonna have to go into your clock. Then you have to set the timer for twenty seconds each time. But it's it's a feature that's built in. You just press it, and then it counts that counts down twenty seconds. You start washing your hands, and then. then I don't know, like, does it really save that much time than just getting a timer? Because, I mean, it's not like it automatically detects that you're washing your hands, right? Or does no. it? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if it did, then it automatically starts a timer, then that would be cool. But then you have to actually find the, the feature wherever it is on your watch. Yeah. And, like, be like, start hand washing timer. And then, yeah. I don't know. It's just. <laughs> and the thing is, you shouldn't be touching your watch once your, whilst your hands are dirty. That's true, because then that's going to be on the surface for a while. Exactly. Ah. Exactly. And <laughs> well, do they think this through? <laughs> well, well hmm. and the figures I was watching, I was looking at this as well, and I said, so after the twenty seconds, what actually happens? Do you get claps? Is there a fanfare? This your? Yeah, it's, it's, it's just <laughs> cheering. Does balloons come out? I mean, why did you, I mean, I think the best thing is just to do the, the, uh, the thing that a lot of people have been doing now, which is to sing happy birthday twice. See, and that's what they're trying to get rid of. They don't want people to be singing happy birthday twice. <laughs> but then that, 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 that at least is something that means you're not going to be touching your watch with your dirty hands. <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless you ask Siri to open it for you. I, okay, that's true. That's true. You could, hmm. you could voice activate it. That would make sense. Yes. It'll be like, yeah. Siri, start countdown for washing hands. 
have you got, have you got Siri on your phone? Could you do it now and see what it says? Oh, I'm no longer part of the Apple crew. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah. I wow. dropped I dropped Apple after the battery scandal. Ah, <laughs> I mean that makes sense. Yeah. But, it, but you know they have got emoji search now, so surely you're considering you know going over to Apple. <laughs> no, I've still got two years on my contract, <laughs> so okay. I won't be moving over anytime soon. It takes more than emoji search to bring people yeah. over. Yeah, it needs to bake me a cake. I mean, that would be a great feature, right? <laughs> Just magic me a cake, and then I'm I'm sold. I mean, that's it. You make so much money. <laughs> oh, so yeah, that was that was mainly um, the kind of features that you know. Could, uh, that kind of stood out for me, really. Yeah, I mean, I will say that the, the translate is pretty interesting. I mean, the idea of, because you've kind of seen it touted a lot, this idea of being able to talk to other people, even though you're both speaking different languages, but still being able to understand each other. Yeah. I mean, that in itself is really like a huge, that would be huge. Like, mm-hmm. that would change a lot of people's interactions with other people. Yeah. Um, I think the they have eleven languages off the bat, um, and obviously it'll take time for adding. Like any language would be difficult, mm-hmm. um, and you also just need to make sure like natural language processing is very difficult, and actually making it work properly yeah. is very difficult. And you know, anyone who looked at Google Translate probably has a story of looking oh, at it and being like, "That's it's not really quite right." <laughs> Oh, I, I think with that, I used to use Google Translate because we use Google Translate a lot of work because we have, uh, because we deal with people from many countries and they don't understand what we're saying and we don't understand what they're saying. So we use Google Translate. And a lot of times when you use Google Translate, what you write, when you translate it back, it's not the same. Mm, exactly, yeah which is the big problem. So yeah, hopefully that would kind of eradicate that sort of issue. Yeah. And I think also just, it, it, it translates words one, one by one. It doesn't really think about how it gets structured grammatically between languages. Mm. So say if you're translating a question like, uh, like, a, like in French, if you're saying like, j'ai un chat rouge, mm. that means I have a red cat. But if you look at the word order, it's I have a cat red. And then that might be what you get back in Google Translate. I'm not trying it, but you know, <laughs> yeah. I think sometimes for more complex sentences, that what that is what it might do. Is yes. It might spit mm-hmm. things out in a way which isn't actually mm-hmm. correct in another mm-hmm. language. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, with that um, being said, let's move over to Apple Watch. <laughs> Well, I mean, I would just go back one second just oh. to the conference again because we did talk about iOS, but they talked, yeah. but they basically had like a lot of OS updates. Yeah, they have like iPad OS, Watch OS, TV OS. Yeah. People who have an Apple TV. <laughs> I don't have one. <laughs> and then uh, Mac OS as well, which is yes, uh, kind of which is important for me because I was really burned by the last macOS updates mm. where they stopped supporting 32-bit applications. Oh. 
and so basically like a you know a bunch of legacy software or older software would basically no longer work on your laptop in the bin basically yeah in the bin and unless they were you know they were being actively supported now to actually mm -hmm. migrate over to being 64-bit it mm -hmm. just wouldn't work mm -hmm. so there's just like a bunch of stuff i couldn't use anymore yeah that, that was mac os catalina have you seen what the new mac os is called silicon no that's something else big it's called big sir <laughs> oh god and that's sir spelled s-u-r by the way where do they get these names i have no idea <laughs> honestly nice, nice. So where does the silicon thing come into it? Because I did read on it, but I was like, so mm, yeah, so the, Apple user, I don't know. No, so so the Apple silicon is basically they are moving over their chips for their um, MacBooks and their iMacs mm -hmm. to their own proprietary chips rather than using like Intel graphics cards and stuff like that. Right. So they've been spending a, a few years actually developing their own in-house proprietary mm. uh, components. And that is supposed to be, I think, again, this idea of Apple really creating their own ecosystem of being as, un, as less reliant on other companies as possible mm -hmm. and really like saying, like, we are creating our own sort of ecosystem products. Like, it's the same reason why they get rid of headphone ports from their devices mm -hmm. and instead you have to use like their own proprietary port mm -hmm. um, because again like they just don't they want you to buy only apple products like they want you to be someone with an iphone wearing a watch wearing an airpod and having like the whole like shebang basically <laughs> i don't like I, I i don't like that it's like it's locking you in yeah it's that's basically what it's in. saying and it's not yeah. cheap yeah. Yeah. That's a difficult thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one of the things that we'll talk about a little bit later is with this um, Apple Glass as well. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, again, something that you're supposed to sort of add to it because that's meant to integrate with your watch, your phone, your AirPods. So everything is kind of working together in harmony. Yes. Um, because I guess the, the reason Apple is successful is because they build a fan base of very loyal customers mm -hmm. who wouldn't necessarily mix and match their technology, if that makes sense. They wouldn't have something that belongs to Samsung and something that belongs to Apple. At least that's quite unlikely, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, then again, I own a MacBook and I also own an Android phone. So I feel like I'm one of the weird ones who doesn't <laughs> really belong to one uh, company. But, that, but I think that's their vision is they want people to be like really invested in them and so that's why they make everything sort of proprietary to them yeah yes okay shall we move on <laughs> uh i was if there's anything else oh yeah they, they said they were going to make safari faster than chrome that was like one of the updates in their new um mac os oh um, apparently it's going to be like 50 50 percent faster than chrome um okay which, uh, I'll believe it when I see it, exactly. I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's all I had. <laughs> okay. I'll let you move on there. Right. So let's move on to Apple Watch for kids. 
<laughs> well, I mean, this was something, I mean, this is an article I should stress in Wired magazine. Mm-hmm. It isn't something that was actually unveiled at the conference. Yeah. Um, but it's something that's kind of being hinted at, this mm-hmm. idea that they might be making an Apple Watch directly for kids. You see, this, this is my thinking of it, right? Apple Watches are expensive as it is. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to get your kid an Apple Watch? But kids own iPhones now, right? I mean, they're pretty ubiquitous at this stage, especially like, even for young children. Like, they own iPads as well. I know. Whether you think that's right or not, whether you think that you know, parents should be raising their kids that way, that's unfortunately how it is. Yeah, because I'm just thinking that, you know, fair enough, you could get kid-friendly apps on there, but mm-hmm. what is your kid going to do? Is this, they're just going to be literally just tapping, tapping, tapping on the screen. <laughs> that's what you're going to just do. You're going to just be tapping, tapping, tapping. And I, I just don't think it's worth buying a kid of a certain age an Apple Watch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so one thing that the, um, the article talked about was that um, in the next sort of software update, they're going to add this school time mode, mm-hmm. which essentially allows uh, the watch to keep track of activity that the child does and the child is rewarded for basically going outside and doing exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like uh, it has fall detection as well. So parents, for example, could be informed if the user falls down, um, which could be useful on also for elderly people as well as for, for children. Yes. Um, so I guess it's more of, of them trying to, trying to nudge the focus towards younger users. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what the data is in terms of how many young people currently actually have an Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure, but definitely there are young people who use Apple products already. So it makes sense that they'll probably go to the parents and say like, mommy, mommy, I want a, an Apple watch. <laughs> and then their parents will probably oblige in, in most cases. No, they shouldn't. <laughs> I know they shouldn't, but that's unfortunately the way things go. <laughs> and um, one thing I did spot about that is um, about the Apple watch as well that there is a potential to link watches to one device, mm-hmm. which is um, another f- um, kind of kid-friendly functionality that they are probably going to introduce. So, Yeah. I mean, I think, the, the, I think one of the issues is that you have, like, say with game consoles, they'll have parental controls on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, a lot of existing devices will have it so that parents can go in and control certain aspects of it. So certain um, applications that the children can use or yeah. certain things that are displayed and stuff like that. But it's just, it's difficult because a lot of the time parents don't really make use of those features or they just don't know about them. Mm-hmm. And so kids just end up using them anyway. And they're just like using it in the way that they probably shouldn't or is not appropriate. So, it's just, I mean, it's just the fact that parents buy this stuff for children anyway is the problem. Yeah. I mean, I mean, how old do you think is like a good age to to buy a kid an iPhone, for example? Nineteen. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. The people don't come after me, please. Um, you know what? It's a tough one because you know it depends how mature your child is yeah. and how your child can be trusted. So it will it will vary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. yeah i mean certainly i think something like 12 is too young mm. i'd say something like maybe 14 is too young as well mm-hmm. um maybe above that is kind of like you're getting to a stage where it's like okay we'll give you like a nokia brick to start <laughs> oh <the Nokia's> <laughs> like that's fine right like you you get you know started on something a little bit a little bit smaller, a little bit yeah. less high tech. Yeah, yeah, a little bit more basic. And you yeah. can build them up to something like a like an iPhone. But certainly like buying like a smartwatch is like, what are they gonna do with it? Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean you have a smartwatch, right? And what is what is sort of your primary usage of it? Oh well this 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 smartwatch that I've uh, that I've got, I've only had it for how long have I had this smartwatch for now? I didn't show it to me. Two, yeah, three weeks now. Yeah. 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 To be honest, um, I use it um, for a number of things, such as fitness tracking. So, mm-hmm. you know, I walk a lot at work. So to monitor my steps. Um, Google Pay as well. Mm-hmm. Because now uh, we are living in the age of contactless and contactless is being pushed so much at the moment due to coronavirus because of yeah. you know contactless payments the limit for contactless has even been increased so um yeah contactless payments as well um and also because i have google assistant kind of built into my watch it's kind of a um, tool for me to use as well yeah see that's the thing none of the things that you've said i think are things that a child would do and and yours is a pretty i'd say normal case in terms of what people would use a smartwatch for and yet there was like a child isn't using contactless payment at least i hope not Mm. (laughs) it's like like i don't know if your parent decides to just hook up their card to your watch or something (laughs) oh but you know what kids are getting kids are getting debit cards these days like revolutes as uh, Revolutes, um, I noticed a while back, they've created debit cards for kids now. Wow. How yeah. does it work then? I don't know, but do you know what? It's probably a topic for the next episode. All right, let's add it, add it to yeah, the list. We'll add that to the list, definitely. I could have sworn something from last time that we said we were going to discuss this time that we didn't. <laughs> There's probably... There's probably someone who is listening and being, oh boy, I can't wait for them to talk about that thing that was really interesting from last time. And then we didn't. <laughs> we, we, we will double check. If we have missed it out, <laughs> we will try and get it to you before, you know, the next episode is out. So don't or, worry. Or, we have or write that. to us. Write to us and let us know the thing that we forgot. Yeah, send us a postcard by a carrier pigeon. Yeah, otherwise I, we have to go back and listen to the whole episode again looking for it. <laughs> I mean, you know what will happen is what will happen now is next time we'll forget to talk about this Revolut child card thing. Oh, and then no. by the time, by the time we get... No, but by the time we get to episode 100, we would have left something off of each episode. 
and then we'll have this gigantic gap backlog, and then episode 100 would be the backlog episode. Uh, I will have like 100 postcards for carrier pigeons. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. All right, so that was the watch, uh, Apple Watch for kids, supposedly. Yes. Supposedly in brackets. Which might be a thing in the future. At the moment, it's kind of conjecture. And it yeah. could, it could be, it could be something that wouldn't happen. But yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if it, it was if it actually happened. Mm-hmm. No, neither would I actually. Like maybe if they, I, I'm sure they would pare it down to an extent. Maybe get rid of some of the location uh, capabilities of it. Like for sure, get rid of location services on it, please. Yeah. Um, like there's a bunch of things they'd probably just pair back on it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, is a kid going to be worried about their sleep tracking? No, nope. probably not. Um, even though everyone should be worried about their sleep, a kid probably won't. So, I'm sure yeah. they can release it and it'd be cheaper and it'll be like, like a kid's menu of a, of a watch. <laughs> <laughs> a happy meal of a watch. Happy meal of a watch. <laughs> Well, I'd probably start giving away Apple Watches and Happy Meals, haven't I? It might drive revenue. Can you imagine? And everybody, people, kids won't even be going for that. Everybody will be going for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Happy Meals will be the, like the number one most precious meal in McDonald's. Imagine. Yeah, maybe like maybe they'll like give you a chance to win a uh, an Apple Watch or something. I don't know. Maybe mm. maybe McDonald's marketing department should contact us. Yeah. <laughs> You'll probably find that in the Monopoly um, campaign when it eventually comes back. It'll probably be an Apple Watch somewhere. Oh, did you watch that documentary, McMillions? And this is off topic. But this is... I think yeah. I did. A while ago, I did. Maybe I thought it was quite recent that it came on TV. Oh, then it's not that one then. But there, there was one thing. It's not about the uh, Monopoly campaign, is it? It is about Monopoly, yeah. Oh, I watched I watched one a while ago about a Monopoly campaign as well, saying that it's really bad. Was it the one where it looked like basically a bunch of people were rigging the results? So oh, they were giving no. winning tickets. Okay, so this is the one I'm talking about. You might have been looking at something else then. Yeah. Yeah, basically this, this whole thing was like the Monopoly scandal in early 2000s, where the Monopoly contest was essentially rigged and someone had access to the winning tickets and was just giving it to people. You're joking. Yeah, I had no idea this, this happened, but this was a thing. And then there's this whole FBI investigation into it. It's a good documentary. You should look at it. I need to watch it because I was looking for those winning tickets and I didn't win. <laughs> yeah, basically, like, if you, if you did the competition in early 2000s, you essentially didn't have a chance of winning because yeah. they were just giving away winning tickets. I think, what did I even win? I think every time I do that, I just get... Um, was it medium fries or a donut? <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, we digress. Anyway, this has gone off. This has gone slightly off topic. Yes, we digress. <laughs> <laughs> right. Do you want to explain <laughs> Apple Glass? Because me, when I saw Apple Glass, I just thought of Google Glass. Yeah. Yeah. Which is practically the same concept. And I was like, so we're heading into that sort of, you know, area of technology once again. I was like, why are we, why are we even going there again? And the thing is, is that 
Apple already tried to do this with the, um, this headset, the Magic Leap headset. Um, <laughs> and of course, Google Glass is something that they tried and failed. Um, but it seems like yeah. Apple, for one, and probably other companies as well, are still not done with the idea of having smart glasses. Um, and so that's why we have this Apple Glass now, which I assume is not the final name, because I don't know if they can like, actually call it Glass. Because that's already been done once. Yeah. And I assume that's just yeah. a working title. Yeah, because I, cause there's, I don't even think there's even though any working product yet, is there? No. So at the moment, it's, it's something that um, uh, they're trying out and there are prototypes done. So currently, there are prototypes that have plastic in the material. Um, mm. So the, uh, the final product likely won't be made of plastic, especially because it costs like $500. So, yeah. I mean, it's not like you're going to have cheap plastic in it or anything like when that. When I saw the price, I was like, for, so it was saying about £410 or $499. And I'm mm. like, really? Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be that these are augmented reality glasses. Um, they're supposed to have LiDAR scanning in it, which is, you know, for those, those interested, sonar is what submarines use, and that uses the reflections of sound, whilst LiDAR is light, so the reflections of light, so you can see how far away these objects are. Um, and Apple have recently acquired a fair number of AR startups um, in order to actually make the sort of AR glasses a thing. Mm, yeah. And the problem is really is that we don't have a, a solid product within the scope of augmented reality glasses yet because mm -hmm. no one mm -hmm. really knows like okay well what are we going to use this thing for like mm -hmm. yeah it's fancy but do we have a use for it are people interested in it we don't really know yet because google glass already failed yeah miserably <laughs> yeah and it, and, it, and i don't think that uh apple glasses still really address the whole thing of what if people are going to see you wearing these glasses say if you're out and how are they going to not going to be like hey are you recording me like there is still that weirdness of it, of you wearing glasses that has the ability to, you know, record and look at the environment when people don't necessarily know what you're looking at. Yeah. And don't know what you are actually doing in your glasses. So like that's still like a privacy concern. That's still something that will be a concern to people. And it's not mm -hmm. like, you know, Apple making a product is going to change that. Although, I must admit, although with everything that's going on as well, although that may be a privacy concern, I think it's, how can I put it? It will be good for safety. How do you mean? Like, in case, uh, okay, so in case you're in trouble or something happens to you and you've got that functionality to record. It's like a, like a personal dash cam. Yes, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or if you're involved in an accident. Mm -hmm. Or anything like that. At least you've got that sort of functionality. Yeah, I mean, so, I guess if yeah. if you're a victim of a crime, then um, you know that will uh, certainly help. Unless, mm -hmm. of course, the crime is that someone sees you wearing five hundred dollar AR glasses and then decides to steal, steal them. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you can call there's it a, a day. Yeah, there's a problem there. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh dear. <laughs> Uh, what else is there? So, 
Um, just a few things on Apple Glass. So um, the stuff that you've also mentioned as well. So glasses which display information on both lenses. Um, they use um, controlling gestures both on and in front of the frames as well. Mm-hmm. Which can you imagine? You're doing that, and then you're touching the count. Then you're touching the glasses, and then you are touching the frame, and it's like it's too much. A bit too much touching. Yeah, like, what is this? I, I think what people really want is they want the the whole Iron Man thing. I don't know if you've seen like in the movies where he's just throwing things around the room, like in augmented reality. Mm. Like he has like a map, and he just like throws it onto the onto the wall or something. Yeah. Like being able to just feel like you're Tony Stark. And that's mm-hmm. that I think is what people want. Mm-hmm. But we're so far away from that. Oh yeah. So now, so the fact that you have to like touch your glasses and get stuff to look at, you know, to be displayed on your screen on your glasses, mm-hmm. that's kind of the best we can do right now. True. That is true. But yeah, I think it's just that we don't really know. Like, I mean, what could you imagine? Like something that you would use, like an an AR glasses, a pair of AR glasses for. Like, what what would you think would be a good use for you? The AR glasses. Yeah, like imagine you had the ability to view information through your glasses. What would you? What would be useful for you to see? Oh, let's see. Um, hold on, I'm just trying to think. How could I even use it in my everyday life? Um, train delays. <laughs> <laughs> train delays. Train delays. <laughs> You, so you start walking out your door. You check with your you check with your um, with your glasses. Oh, there's delays on the train. Let me take the bus today. I mean, you do make a good point because I did used to like go to my when I lived in when I lived and worked in London. I used to go to my local station, mm-hmm. not checking the trains beforehand. So then I'd know when I get there that hey, the trains aren't running at this station today. Yeah. And so. I'd have to find another way to get there. So I guess, yeah, knowing that once I leave the house would have been good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what else? And I'm, I'm just trying to think, what else? But I guess uh, it needs to be like something that specifically needs to be done in like AR and through your glasses. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the thing. It's just trying to figure out, we still don't really know why, whether this is something that's useful and yet companies are investing a lot of money and time into it. Yeah. And it's really up to other developers to figure out uses for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, honestly, you could create some pretty cool experiences. Like, I would wouldn't actually mind the idea of being able to play like Pokemon Go through my glasses. <laughs> Something like that would actually work really well. That's yeah, it would actually. Because right now, if you're playing Pokemon Go, you have to look at your phone. Mm-hmm. and put it down and look at it again put it down and look at it again whilst if yeah. you just had it on your glasses it'd be good that is true so you could make some pretty cool like immersive experiences mm. particularly stuff that requires you to actually be out and about and moving because yeah. I think VR as a thing like virtual reality has had certain uses but hasn't really been the the slam dunk success that I think a lot of people have Mm-hmm. Uh, predicted I think mm. like it's cool for sure but I don't yeah. know if it's really been it's had quite the impact they think people have expected mm-hmm. so it could be that maybe AR is like more of a, 
a viable solution for people. Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to think what else I could use it for. Nope. <laughs> just let me know if the train's delayed. Yeah, just let me know if the trains are delayed so I can start making my my way on an alternative route. I don't want to get to the station and find that there's no trains running or that this train train delays for 15 minutes. I don't need that. <laughs> I guess that um, a lot of the... Uh... I mean, one of the main functionalities of Google Glass originally was supposed to be for navigation, for maps. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so for viewing information on travel information. Yeah. I think that's definitely something that is useful. And mm -hmm. I think, especially if you're walking or cycling or something like that, being able to see a visualization of the route you're supposed to take, like having your own sat-nav. Sat-nav, yeah. Mm. Essentially, like, it turns people into cars. We have a dash cam, and now we have a, a sat-nav, right? Yes. Yes. We're just turning people into cars now. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, but I think generally it's just hard to think of, you know, ways that we can imagine using something like that and integrating yeah. it into our lives. Because mm -hmm. it's kind of a pain as well. Like a, like a watch is fairly unintrusive. Like you just wear a watch. Yeah. But glasses is a little bit more of a, people notice it more, let's say. Yeah. And what if you already like wear glasses and you need glasses? Oh, that would be painful. Like you'll just have your own glasses and then you'll try and have to fit your other glasses on top. No, <laughs> it's, it's painful. Unless they integrate it into your existing prescription glasses. <laughs> Imagine me taking that to Vision Express to go and um, to get it sorted. <laughs> No, no, thank you. <laughs> so how's, how's it going, Vision Express? I would like some AR on my glasses, please. Thank you. So that'll be £500 extra. Can you imagine? I mean, it'll be expensive for sure. Yeah. It's not going to be cheap. Yeah, and then you'll be without those glasses for about at least two weeks. Because I'll be trying oh, yeah. to fit in. No, no, thank you. I'm not, I'm not interested. <laughs> uh, maybe that's the future then. <laughs> perhaps perhaps okay all right let's see what have you got next playstation 5 yes so uh if you listen to our other podcast shameless plug untitled nerdcast you'll know that they discussed the playstation 5 and yes. uh you know obviously it was a pretty big announcement something that's been coming for a while um it was supposed to be a, a little while back, but they delayed it. And so we now have a good sense as to the, the new console from Sony. Um, so we have, we have a lot of details about it, um, <laughs> specifically in terms of its game lineup. And I think that's already been sort of discussed on the other podcasts. Yeah. Um, but uh, we can sort of focus more on the console itself. Mm -hmm. um, so what do you think? Have you seen the look of this thing? <laughs> so you know what? And this is why I love Twitter. Because <laughs> people ripped that design to shreds. <laughs> people, and you know, the funny thing, I think the most funniest one was it was somebody's router and they put two pieces of paper at either side. Yeah, I saw that one, yeah. <laughs> and I'm oh, like, 
So not only had they ripped PlayStation 5 uh, to, uh, to shreds, but they also ripped Xbox to shreds as well. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I don't think it looks bad. I think it looks all right. It looks okay. Mine, I don't... I think the controller good. actually looks really nice. Yes. Um, it's got quite a sleek design. I think it looks a lot more interesting than the current PS4 controllers. Like the PS4 controllers now are just sort of all black. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at them now. Um, they're over there somewhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're obviously uh, quite sleek, but they're, obviously, they're just all black, essentially, so it's a bit boring. Yeah. Well, so this at least has a bit more going on. There's like the blue lights on the front of it. Mm-hmm. Um, one issue I can see is that because it's a white console, it'll go through maybe a similar problem where if you owned like one of the original Nintendo Wii's, white is not a good color oh, for things, particularly over time. So yes, looks, yeah. So it may look nice now, but give it a few years and it won't look so nice. It, it turns that, that yellow color that you can never get rid of. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you better look after it essentially. Like if it's white, then, you know, it'll be prone to like the same problems where if you wear like a white shirt and then spill something on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's maybe one issue with it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, right. I'm going to mention some specs that I actually yeah, um, noticed on those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, right. So, it's the AMD. Um, <laughs> and this, you know, the funny thing is, I write in such a way that I can't read my own writing. <laughs> nice one. All right. So, I believe it's AMD Gen 2 uh, base CPU with eight cores. Uh, with uh, eight cores at 3.5 gigahertz, mm-hmm. um, a 16 gigabyte, um, <laughs> god, I cannot even read my writing. <laughs> <laughs> this is so embarrassing because you know, it's like when you're making notes and you're trying to, you know, yeah, write quickly, um. Okay, so 16 gigabytes, um, I believe, believe 6 DDR6 memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, custom RDNA. <laughs> God. <laughs> I'm guessing we'll a... be cutting out the, <laughs> the specs bit of it. We will be cutting this out because this is clearly <laughs> so bad. Right, you know what? Right. <laughs> I will say one thing about the specs, though. Yeah. <laughs> the storage, SSD storage, which is obviously fast compared to HDD, but uh-huh. also it's like it's a it's eight hundred and twenty five gigs, I think, um, of storage. Mm-hmm. So I own a one terabyte PS four, mm-hmm. and that thing, like one terabyte, seems like it's a decent amount, but mm-hmm. it fills up like really quickly. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if 825 gig is actually, because when they say one, like say if you buy a PS4 and it says one terabyte, yeah. some of that's taken up by the OS and stuff mm-hmm. for the PlayStation that it needs to run, basically. Yeah. So it's not actually one terabyte, it's less than that. Like if you buy, it's the same with the computer as well. Like a lot of the storage space that you see is taken up by the OS. Mm-hmm. So 825 is not that much and you will need to expand that. Like I had to buy a hard drive for my PlayStation. Um, and the thing is, is that games these days are a lot bigger. 
than they were before. And if you look at some of the games that are coming out for PS5, like they're going to be graphically really in, really powerful and there's going to be a lot going on. So they're going to be huge games. Yes. Like, just to give an idea, Call of Duty Warzone, a game out now, mm-hmm. on my PS4, takes up 120 gig. Mm-hmm. That's just one game. And that's already, you know, one-eighth yeah. one of the storage of the PS5 taken up by one oh. game. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's not really a lot, but I guess storage space is expensive, particularly for SSD. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm going to have a re-attempt of these specs now because I have got it up. <laughs> if, if, if the previous attempt was cut out, it's because Egerton couldn't read his own writing. Oh, no, I'm going to leave it in there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. So the CPU is AMD Zen 2 based CPU with eight cores at 3.5 gigahertz. Um, GPU 10.28 T-flops. Teraflops. Uh, teraflops. T-flops. <laughs> T-flops. Well, the T-flops sounds better. T-flops. <laughs> um, with a memory bandwidth of 448 uh, gigabytes per second, I believe. Yes. Hmm, I believe. Um, do, 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 do. And one thing I did see as well, or actually two things. Um, optical drive is a 4K UHD Blu-ray drive. Yes. And also, one thing that everybody's going to like, backwards compatible. Yeah. So obviously those, are, I mean, those are both pretty huge things because yeah. PS4 didn't actually support 4K Blu-rays. Mm-hmm. And um, now this being able to support it is really good. Mm-hmm. And it may even support 8K, which is pretty cool. Mm. And then with backwards compatibility, I mean, that's just kind of a must, I think. Because oh, yeah. if, you, if you don't have backwards compatibility, people will tear you to shreds. Yeah, because all the other games will have to go in the bin. Yeah, I mean, there was this whole thing of, um, I think it was when the Xbox One was announced, mm. they had this thing where backwards compatibility was difficult. Like you had to, ba- well, it was like they were charging you for the privilege of being able to play your existing games. Mm. And then during one of the E3 press conferences, Sony had like a little jab where they said like, here's our backwards compatibility uh, 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 policy. And it showed just a guy giving a PS3 game to another person. <laughs> oh. So it's just like, yeah, of course it's backwards compatible. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, God. So it's oh. like, yeah, I mean, backwards compatibility is huge. And obviously that's yeah. important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you currently have the ability now with PS4 to be able to play older games, so like PS2 and PS games, mm-hmm. um, but they have like the streaming service that allows you to do that, PS Now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the way that they, had, they approached it there. So it wasn't like you could take PS2 discs and obviously put it into a disc drive, but that wouldn't work, obviously. Yeah. Um, but uh, it should, you, should, you should still be able to play all games like from the previous PS generations on your PS5, which is good. Mm-hmm. And it means that there's just obviously a lot of games that people have for their PS4 that now won't go to waste. Yeah. Mm. I think I only owned a PS2. And even to this day, I don't play it. <laughs> it's a good console. It's a good console. And the thing is, the only game that I remember I used to have was those PS games. I believe it was a PS1 game 
where McDonald's would give you a PlayStation game. Wow. <laughs> yes, McDonald's. I think I've even still got the CD. That's how bad it is. And wow, that's it was amazing. a PS1 game. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But so one thing also about the... Um, well, a couple of things about the PS5. Uh-huh. Um, so on the controller, the very sleek-looking controller, they call it the, the Dual Sense controller. <laughs> um, previous PlayStation controllers were called like the Dual Shock. Yes, Dual Shock. And now, actually, this is the first time they've changed the name because for PS4 it was the Dual Shock Four. So this is the first time they've actually changed the name of the controller to show mm-hmm. like, hey, this is something new. Um, <laughs> it does look pretty similar um, yeah. to the PS4 controller. They've mm-hmm. changed like the share button, which is something that no one ever uses <laughs> on the PS4 controller. <laughs> and the idea of being was like you've done something awesome in the game and then you can just share like the last 15 seconds or something at the touch of the button. But no one ever used it. Who, who uses that? <laughs> no one. That's the thing. Um, yeah. But now they've, they've, they have changed it to the create button, but it seems like it's the same thing. Just <laughs> trying to make the name and make it fancy. Yeah, um, the the sh- controller will have a built-in microphone and speaker, which actually wasn't there on PS4. So you had to actually plug in your headphones to the controller in order mm-hmm. to be able to play the game with headphones. Yeah. And so now you actually have speakers on the controller. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure how good those speakers will be, because um, you know if there's a headphone jack, I'll probably still use that. But I guess yeah. it's nice that you're able to you know if you're voice chatting, for example, have that option. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is they still want to support PSVR on the PS5. So it will still be compatible there. So that's, again, I guess, backwards compatibility. But, you know, they still want to push for PSVR, which um, I think definitely is one of the more affordable options in terms of VR. Mm-hmm. But, again, it's not necessarily been something that people have clamored for. Yeah. But they still don't really want to give up on it. It's a bit like how Microsoft kept, like, pushing the Connect, like, when they made when they released the Xbox One, yes. still making the Connect like a thing. Yeah. <laughs> when people were like, we don't care about moving our bodies to control things. We never did. We never did. We never did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one last thing is that we don't have price on the PS5 yet. Mm-hmm. There are various sources that have talked about how much it could be. We pounds. <laughs> I think realistically, we're looking at at least like three hundred and fifty pounds. Maybe, maybe more towards four hundred. I, I <laughs> think it'll be. I think it'll be around about that area. I think um, some sources have said it'll be about five hundred dollars. Now, how that converts to pounds? Well, it it's, about, it's about four hundred. It's about four hundred pounds. Well, it is about 400, but the way things get converted, we end up getting the short end of the stick. So it ends up being like 450. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they never yeah. actually convert it properly. They never do the currency conversion from dollars to pounds properly. So we always end up paying more. And they add VAT. Yeah, exactly. So it might end up being like 400, 450. Yeah. However, they released, they're releasing another version of the console, which is a digital version. So it actually doesn't come with a disk drive. Mm, I don't know how I feel about that one. Yeah, so the idea is if you want to just buy games from the PS Store, 
if you buy games just digitally, not physical copies, then you can buy this digital version of the console. Yeah. And I, I guess I that's physical. Yeah, and I guess that's supposed to be like a cheaper alternative. Yeah. I mean, as we'll kind of talk about with like the Switch as well, um, which we are going to come to, mm -hmm. when you sort of, it's good to have that sort of flexibility to yeah. be able to say, you know, what if someone gives me a copy of a physical game and I really want to play it, but hey, I bought the digital copy, the digital version of the console a year ago and now I can't play it. So I kind of want to have the flexibility, but it needs to be like, if you are actually saving a decent amount of money from, the, from buying the digital version, then that would be really helpful. Yeah. Because also games do depreciate a lot quicker in physical than they do in digital. Like in digital, you have to wait for a sale, yeah. essentially. Whilst for physical versions, you can then buy like a physical version of the game pretty cheap, like a year later. Like it'll go down in value, essentially. Yeah. You just buy it off eBay for like £10, even though it was like £60 new yeah. on day one. <laughs> yeah, That's so... you do it. So pricing-wise, it'll just need to be a lot cheaper in order to actually make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, PS5 will be coming out holiday this year. So yeah. it's going to be competing with the new Xbox as well. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's going to be pretty interesting. And we'll have to see. There's, I mean, we won't talk about the game lineup, but the game lineup was really impressive, mm -hmm. I would think, I would say. Yes. So definitely some cool looking stuff. And graphically, obviously, the console is going to be pretty, pretty good, I think. Yeah. Certainly a step up on the PS4. Mm-hmm. So yeah, should we go on to the other console? <laughs> Nintendo Switch. Yeah, so we wanted to have a section where we talked about our experiences with the Switch since we both own one. Yes. Um, you've owned yours for how long? Uh, coming up to three years now. Hmm. Okay. I believe, two and a half years. I've, yeah, so I've owned mine for about two months, I think, two or three months. Mm -hmm. um, basically because I thought, hey, I'm going to be indoors. I need something to do. So I bought one. <laughs> <laughs> so we've had sort of different ranges of experience, I guess, with the console. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess like three years later, um, I guess now that Nintendo Switch kind of is doing its own thing compared to you know, Sony and Microsoft in terms yeah. of consoles. Mm -hmm. um, What's, what's kind of your experience been with the Switch over your time of ownership? You know what? I'm, I must say this. I have not had an issue at all with my Switch. Mm. I am very surprised. I've had no... Actually... Mm. <laughs> I wouldn't say... I wouldn't say... No, actually, it's not an issue. It's, it's my fault. But... Um, no, I've had no issues with it. I think, I think the only thing I would say is the amount of space that you have. Because yes. you can only get a certain amount of games on here. And then after that, you have to start deleting. But did you get an um, SD card? No, I haven't got an SD card. <laughs> you probably... I mean, I invested in that pretty early on because it became apparent that I wouldn't be able to fit enough stuff on there. Yeah. The other thing I, I worry about SD cards is when it starts to get corrupt. Yeah, that can happen. 
that's why I kind of, t- I tend not to use SD cards because I don't want to be losing my progress on my games. Yeah, but I guess otherwise you won't really have much of an option because I guess, yeah. you know, it's the same with my PlayStation. Like I hooked up a hard drive to it mm-hmm. um, and it nearly got corrupted because I needed it basically to play Call of Duty Warzone. And it wouldn't <laughs> fit otherwise because, you know, again, it's the 120 gig game. Yeah. Huge amount of space is needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so perhaps I'll, I'll probably invest in that in the future, but at the moment I don't lose my progress. So um, yeah, let me I'll talk. I'll, let me talk about some games that I actually got on my Nintendo Switch, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I'll go through a couple of them. So I've got Uno. <laughs> I love my Uno. I've got Monopoly. Yeah, Monopoly for Nintendo Switch, which is quite good as well because you can play with um, others online, but you need a subscription anyway to do that. Yeah, Nintendo Switch. Um, online. Yeah, Pokemon Quest. Oh yeah. Um, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, mm-hmm. which was which was expensive, but I gave in. Oh, yeah, that game is expensive. Yeah. Um. I've got Sonic Mania. Oh, yeah. That's a good game. Uh, what else have I got? Uh, Mario Kart 8, which is another expensive game. I mean, Switch games are expensive. Like, if you buy new games, particularly, like, the main, like, stuff, like the Mario Karts and yeah. the Zeldas and stuff like that, like, that's, like, £60. Yeah. Like, exactly. Especially if you're buying it digitally. Like, maybe it might be slightly cheaper online, but Nintendo yeah. games don't depreciate unfortunately. So yeah, it's been expensive for a long time. Yeah. Uh, what else have I got? I've got Overcooked. Hey. <laughs> Wait, first or second? Uh, special edition. Okay, I think that's the first one. I think that is the first one, yeah. Yeah, I got the second one for my PlayStation recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else have I got? And the rest are all demos, but um, the demos I've got is P.O. P.O. Tetris. <laughs> hey, classic, classic game. I only got it as a demo because, as per usual, that game is expensive. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that, that's like a theme, right? Switch games are just, they are expensive. And a console isn't necessarily cheap, yeah. to be honest. I mean, it is, like in my case, I paid like £330. But that was a special edition, a mm-hmm. an Animal Crossings special edition, which Animal came Crossing, the, which came with Animal Crossings game, which mm-hmm. has been, I think, a really it's been surprising how much I've enjoyed it. <laughs> Just doing some gardening and like saying hi to the, the the fellow villagers there, and I'm still trying to get Eggerton to play it. <laughs> I can't. I, I can't relate. <laughs> I literally it doesn't sound like the sort of thing I would like but I'm surprised that I just care so much about mm-hmm. these things mm. like oh yay we, we added like a new bench to the plaza of the village this is so exciting <laughs> it's like oh. why do I <laughs> honestly no I, I can't relate so mm. oh dear no. so yeah my my catalogue is that I've got Animal Crossing, as I've mentioned, which is mm-hmm. pretty good. I've mm-hmm. got Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, 
which was very expensive, but it was one of the main reasons that I wanted a Switch. And it infuriates me more than any other game. Because <laughs> I'm awful, and I keep getting destroyed by people online who spend too much time playing it. Oh, I get you. Uh, I have Cuphead, which is really good, but really hard as well. Also infuriating. Have you seen Cuphead? No, I haven't. The, you should look up the graphics. It's, meant, it's basically meant to look like a 1930s Disney cartoon. Oh, wow. And it's, and it's just a beautiful game. Like, it's so well animated and it's so nice mm. to look at. Mm. Um, and, uh, I mean, those are the main things I've got at the moment. Obviously, it's been quite a short amount of time. So that's the stuff I've got so far. Okay. However, I've also been playing Tetris 99. <laughs> oh, yes. I forgot. I've got that. I think I've actually played Tetris 99 more than all of my other games. <laughs> mm, actually, no, that's not true. I've played, I've played Animal Crossing more. That's, I just looked. Um, but I've played Tetris 99 for like 15 hours. I don't, uh, to be honest, I haven't played Tetris 99 as much as I play Uno or Monopoly. It's a, like, it's the ruthless game. But mm. I've won three games of it. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. <laughs> It feels amazing to prevail against 98 other people mm-hmm. in a game of Tetris. Tetris, 99. And you have to understand, like, when it starts getting into like the top 10, it becomes like the most intense thing ever because you have like people sending you garbage and you're having to like fend them <laughs> off and, fight and basically fight for your right to survive mm-hmm. <laughs> by clearing lines. It's just so good. I'm so amazed by it. Yeah. And it's so funny how it's like it's the same kind of game as like Call of Duty Warzone. Mm-hmm. This idea of it being, you know, 100 players and the last person surviving is the one who wins. Yeah. And yet they're both completely different. Like one's a shooter and one's Tetris. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tetris 99. Um, just trying to think what else have I got on here. Um... No, really. Let's see. Oh, the rest of the demos. Okay. Yeah. So one of the things I wanted to ask is how how comfortable do you find like playing on the Switch? I I have no problem playing with it. I think the only issue that I have with it is if I take the controls and controllers from the actual console and you use it as like a how would you say joystick? Yeah, so you know, like when you turn it on its side. Yeah, what do you, you mean turn like its side? You... Yeah, yeah, or you use the adapter thing that they also give you. Yeah, yeah. That that is, I I find that a bit difficult. But playing playing with it with the uh, with the actual um the actual console itself, I haven't really got any problems with it. Yeah, I'm surprised at just how. It's really like nicely built and it just feels mm-hmm. like nice to play on. Like, you know how a lot of people have kind of, there have been games that have come out for the Switch that are quite old. Like they've been re-released for the Switch. And this is like The Witcher 3 and Borderlands and Bioshock recently mm-hmm. have been released. For it. Like these are quite old games. But people want to play them on the Switch because it's portable. Yeah. So it means I can play all this on the go. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it feels nice to play. Like, it feels like a new experience playing it on this console. 
mm-hmm. which is really cool. And yeah. I think I'm really surprised of how just nice it is to play stuff on it. It's just mm. nice to you. Yeah. That's my like assessment so far. And I guess with the with the detaching of the the Joy Cons so that you yeah. can play on its side. Obviously mm-hmm. you need to do that for like multiplayer, like say if you're playing Mario Kart with people. If you want to take if you want to take if you want to take them off and then use them on its side to play a multiplayer. I'm just trying to think, have we played any games that we've had to do that? Yeah, I mean we've we played Mario Kart before, right? Yeah, Mario Kart, yeah. I think that was it really. I think that's the only time we've had to use those. Well, I guess if we play if we played Overcooked, you would have to do that as well. Oh yeah, Overcooked, yes. Yeah. So if you're playing multi- if you're playing multiplayer with people on the same Switch, you would have to detach the the con- the Joy Cons and then use them on its side. Yeah. And yeah, they are a bit small, they're, so they're a little bit uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's one of those things where if they made it bigger, then it wouldn't be as portable and as comfortable. True. I think that is It'd true. Be a bit too big. Yeah. And also, what it means is that. Say if you buy a PS4, for example, it comes mm-hmm. with one controller. Mm-hmm. So you basically can't play any multiplayer games with it as you buy it. You have to buy another controller. Mm-hmm. Once if you buy a Switch, you can actually get multiplayer straight out of the box. Yes. Which is actually quite a good thing. Yes. Right? Yes, it better be because have you seen how much like extra joy cons cost they're so expensive oh. my god they're expensive <laughs> honestly that's why i haven't bought any like imagine if yours breaks you have to invest like 70 pounds in like a new pair of joy cons it's crazy no thank you no it's like, wow. that's nearly about a third of what i've paid no thank you mm. yeah i guess that's probably one thing about the switch is that it is obviously quite expensive not just in terms of buying the console but also like games and accessories yeah. for it. yeah like it is quite expensive yes so that's why they, i mean i guess that's why they tried to release the um the switch light mm-hmm. did you see the uh, the switch light yes so uh-huh. the idea is that you can you can buy just the handheld version of the switch where mm-hmm. you don't have to plug it in so well usually with the switch you have the option of plugging it into the tv or playing mm-hmm. it handheld but mm-hmm. this you can only play as a handheld yes but again like it's it's going back to the whole like ps5 digital thing of you it's just good to have the option and it actually isn't that much cheaper for the light no it's where, not. and then the situation will come where people are like hey let's play some marica on your tv and you're like oh no i bought the wrong switch <laughs> no can do sorry no can do yeah yeah so it's just good to have that option. I mean, do you mm-hmm. play more handheld, would you say? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I play probably way more like handheld, I think. Mm-hmm. But, it, but again, it's just good to have the option, right? Like, if you wanted to plug into your TV, you can. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Shall we move on? Yeah. So um, our last topic. Our last topic. Our experience with Monzo. 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 Well, it'll be more your experience because, I mean, I saw that, uh, I saw an article on them and I thought it was interesting and I know that you've had experience with them that you could, uh, you could discuss. With Monzo? Um, 
Well, I've been with Monzo for a, a, a while now, to be quite honest. A mm. very long while. Um, I was actually an alpha and beta tester for Monzo for... Um, oh, God, I've, I'm just trying to think. When did they even launch? God, it's been a while. Wasn't it like 2015? Yes. God, it's been that long already. Yeah, I think, yeah, it was about that 2015 time. Yeah. Yeah. 2015, 2016. So, yeah, I've been alpha, um, alpha and beta tester for them. Um, also, I am an investor in Monzo as well. Yeah, so you should declare your conflict of interest. Yeah, I'm <laughs> declaring it now. I am yeah. an investor. <laughs> crowdfunding. <laughs> so I have invested money into Monzo. There you go. Yes. Yes. But I will still tell it how it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you could kind of explain for people, including me, uh, what essentially Monzo is and how it's different from other ways of you know, managing your finances. Um, all right. So how can I state it? Monzo is an online bank. Um, Monzo, doesn't, Monzo doesn't have any physical branches for you to do any bank transactions um, there. So everything is basically done online. Customer service is done online. Um, you can't um, do stuff like putting money into your account via machine or something. It has to all be done via the app where you would attach um, well, you would, yeah, you would attach a card and then you just basically get your money from your card to put into your Monzo. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that's basically it. And with Monzo um, and how it's different to other banks is that you, mo- you can monitor how much you spend, you can categorize your spend, you can put your money into pots as well. You could create pots that um, with your friends. Like if you're going on holiday, um, you could create a pot and everybody puts money into that pot mm-hmm. as well. You can send to uh, money to people on Monzo easily as well. Um, I'm just trying to think, is there any other functionalities that I've forgotten? Um, Isn't it you can freeze your card as well? Yes, that is it. Yeah, so if your card has been lost or stolen or you just don't want to use your card, you can freeze it. And um, a little situation that I was in a while ago where my card was being used uh, um, without me knowing. And although I physically had the card, it's probably my card details got stolen online. Mm. I froze the card straight away. And a card um, was sent to me in about two working days. Wow, that's very quick. It was very, it was very quick, very quick. So they are very reactive in terms of freezing your card and you know getting a replacement sent out to you. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Is it that the the company started with prepaid debit cards, right? Yes. The pre the uh, prepaid Mastercards. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yes, and then they've now moved to um, debit cards. Mm. Yeah, so I guess then 
in terms of like your like what what would you say like why would you why did you invest in it then i guess and what did you sort of see in it well i think with the plans that they had um i kind of saw potential for um expansion and um i used to visit a lot of the monzo uh, monzo events like they'll run an event every month or so in mm-hmm. the, uh, at the offices um which was an um old street at the time um you know just hearing all the plans that they had kind of made me think you know what i like the kind of way that they're going and then all of a sudden the crowdfunding the crowdfunding uh, proposal came up so when that opened I put some money into it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And do you, do you think that you're sort of quite happy with the direction it's going in now and what, what sort of changes have they been making? I'm, I'm pretty happy with it, to be honest. I don't think there's, well, personal opinion, I don't really, I've not seen any negative things from it. But, um, any negative stuff that's happened... I've been I've been pretty okay with it. I don't use it as much as I would like to use it mm-hmm. because um, I tend to use my Revolut more. Sorry, um, but yeah, I tend to use my Revolut more um, in that aspect. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I should I should um, stress that in terms of negative stuff, there was a little bit of kerfuffle last year because people's accounts were being frozen. Uh, for no reason and they actually like they couldn't receive any reasoning as to why their accounts are being frozen mm-hmm. but I think that's happening with a lot of these sorts of banks now because I know um, especially with Revolut it's also an issue with Revolut as well where accounts are just blocked and yeah. they get no explanation um, it could be a number it could be a number of reasons but I think it's I think it's what's kind of happening with these type of banks where they may something might flag up and your account is blocked. Yeah. So mm. yeah, so it's I think yeah, it's just it's just a online banking thing really. And you said that you use Revolut more. Um what yeah. what is it that they offer? Uh is this quite similar or is there anything that they do that Monzo doesn't do? It's similar but um, as a because as I said that I don't really use Monzo as much, so I'm, I'm probably not up to um, scratch with what Monzo is actually offering now. But um, I had a Revolut Metal card, which gave me travel insurance. Mm. But I think at the time, I think that option wasn't there for me um, for me at Monzo. Um, also, Revolut, you can have numerous cards as well so i with Revolut, i have one master card which is my metal card and a visa card so in case you know when you're going abroad and the master card don't work or there's a problem with the master card network you've got a visa card as a backup now oh, okay yeah yeah but at monzo you only have one card right okay so if that fails because that monzo is a master card if that fails you're, you're screwed hmm. 
So yeah, I think that's, I think it's probably just having that sort of option that allowed me to kind of sway more towards Revolut. Mm. And I guess for, for people who, um, like me, who have not necessarily looked much into this idea of online banking, well, mm -hmm. companies that specialize specifically in online banking and doing everything without an actual bank, mm -hmm. um, you know, very much away from the old guard of like your Barclays and your NatWest and stuff. Yes. Um, like, what would you say like to those people listening who might be sort of thinking about it and not, aren't really sure like if it's for them like what would you what advice would you give oh to be honest it's a tough one because you know both have their advantages like i i think in my in my mind i would still love to physically drop much um, money into into a cash point mm -hmm. but you know, i think that if it's if you if you're one of those people that you know you don't really want to go out to put money into a bank account or you just want quick transfers and all that all that sort of stuff without the hassle then yeah you can look into your monzos and your revolutes or your mm -hmm. sterling banks or something like that but yeah, if you're one of those people that you know you, you physically want to put the money into the machine, you want to get a receipt and everything, or you, you still want that physical presence rather than just having a virtual presence, then stick with your stick with your banks because at the end of the day, online banking isn't for everybody. Yeah, you, would you say that you've found yourself using physical means like cash less now? Um. Yes. Yes, I would say definitely I'm using cash less than um, than um, online payments. This is it's, it's yeah. quick and easy, and sometimes you just don't have time to go to the bank to go and take withdraw mm -hmm. money and that kind of stuff. I mean, generally speaking, people are using cash less now these days. Anyway, mm -hmm. it's just a general trend that people are using contactless and yes. <laughs> in some cases cryptocurrency as well which we will talk about next time mm, hint, hint. yes <laughs> but yeah i think there's a there's kind of a general trend away from using cash anyway mm -hmm. and so i guess it makes sense that we see companies like this coming up as well yeah yeah Okay, I'm um, just thinking, is there any more, Monzo? Oh, yeah, there is. <laughs> so, um, there was an article about Monzo um, earlier. Well, not earlier this well, I was going to say earlier this month. But, yeah, I could tell, say it's earlier this month. It was, early, it was at the end of May, uh, where um, Monzo wanted to conquer America. I think with that... You know, they're a bit late because Revolut have already done that. <laughs> you think that just the market is just too, too already too taken by there by Revolut? Well, not really, but you know, to enter the American market is hard because you know, their banking laws are different. Mm -hmm. And I know from what I've heard that 
to enter the American market is not the easiest. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so they wanted to um, basically conquer America. And then coronavirus started. Exactly. So basically, as everybody knows, coronavirus just basically finished everything. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's pretty much frozen everything in place at the moment. Like any, yeah. anything that businesses want to do, like they can't do now. They can't do, they will not be able to do. But it doesn't let them certainly make you think that at a time like this, having an online bank is quite nice because mm-hmm. it means that a lot of what you want to do is fairly uninterrupted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whilst if you needed to actually go to a bank right now, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. And um, just looking back on this monster thing. Um, so with coronavirus hitting you know, all different companies at the moment, especially with Monzo, um, especially uh, with Monzo, um, there's been reports that um, basically Monzo is just burning through cash. Mm. It's just losing money. And um, in May, it actually faced a drop of almost 40% in its valuation. Mm. And um, which is really bad, to be honest. You you really wouldn't like to have any drop in your validation, in val- not validation, in your valuation. Yeah, because they don't, they don't really make money in the sense that they just rely mainly on outside investment yes. in order to sort of keep the lights on. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's one of the things where we, if you provide a service like. Um, banking to people and I think if you do in the case of online banking where people may not have access to a local bank and, and yeah. stuff like that so it's, mm-hmm. it's in a way it's it's doing people sort of a net good but mm-hmm. in doing that it's sort of how do you make money off of that mm-hmm. because finance is something that's kind of like it's helping people to manage their money but then how do you then come in and sort of take a slice of the cake yeah, yeah exactly which in most cases you can't. Yeah. You can't. And um, one thing that I was very shocked about, which I don't think we even got notified about, unless it was mentioned somewhere else, but I, I definitely didn't get an email, that um, their co-founder also stepped down as CEO. Mm. Taking on the role as president. Um, president. So that was something that really shocked me because I was like, well, I didn't know and I've invested in Monzo. Yeah. So that was, um, yeah, (laughs) that was a big, interesting um, thing to read. But... And they also, it's kind of like, I mean, could it well be that it's because of the fact that the company is not necessarily making money? And it'll be difficult to know how you actually fix that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Would you have some kind of subscription service sort of thing where you ask people for money every month in order to keep using the service or something like that? See, the problem with subscription services is that a lot of people don't like using it. Yeah, exactly. Because then obviously you have people who have already gotten used to n- not mm. having that. 
Yeah. And then you ask people to do that, they'll just be like, well, no. <laughs> See, and a company to, you know, mention that, um, to mention who did that was uh, Wink. Mm-hmm. So Wink, uh, just on a uh, side note, uh, Wink was a uh, free service um, for like all your devices and all that kind of stuff. Wink then made the announcement with less than a week's notice. Oh, we're moving to a subscription service. Mm. The amount of people that said they will not move to a subscription service, people don't like subscription services, especially when you have something that is free and because you seem to be in a financial downturn that you then say, okay, we're going to move everybody from a free service to it's a, a paid subscription service. You can't do that. There is laws that prevent you from doing that. And exactly. Yeah, it's just in general, people don't like subscription. If people really wanted a subscription, they would go to another company that's offering subscription. They wouldn't come to your company if you're offering something for free. Exactly. So, yeah, those subscription services, no one likes it. So yeah, it's going to be a bit of a struggle for them, I guess. Yeah. I mean, does that make you sort of concerned as a uh, as an investor? To a certain extent, yes, because um, as I said, I'm learning information that I didn't know. Mm. So it does bring very big question marks at the moment. That where that one, where this, where are they communicating these changes? Yeah. And two, you know. They've not sent us anything. Yeah. You should communicate with customers saying like, hey, we're, we parted ways with our CEO. This is why and this mm-hmm. is our future vision. And, you know, this is what we plan to do. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So, you know, it's good yeah. to be transparent. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Wow. That was very interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah, speaking of transparent, there's something I forgot to say, which is that Nintendo Switch's online is not very good. I just wanted to say that. Oh my god. <laughs> it's, it's one, it's not even good. And two, before you know it, you, get the, you buy the subscription, before you know it, it's expired. Yeah, I mean, you pay like £20 for the year and you get a bunch of SNES games for free, which is kind of nice. I, um, I, I can't play them. I get confused. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, so what is this supposed to be doing? Yeah, they're like very old games. There are quite a lot of them though. Um, but it's not quite as impressive as like, you know, PlayStation Plus, which like gives you two free games every month and they're like good quality, like premium games. Mm-hmm. Um, not just SNES games, which you can probably play online, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, they don't they're not that exciting in comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also like in like in Smash Brothers and to an extent in Tetris 99, like the online can be a bit shoddy at times as well. Mm-hmm. And um, that's even like without sort of internet problems. Like it can still be, you can still have times when your match gets disconnected and stuff, which is just not great. Yeah. I, w- I will not be buying. And again, yeah. and again, never. Anyway, I just wanted to say that. Cause I was gonna <laughs> say that. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, 
on that note, I think that's uh, that's all we had. It's yes. been it's been a long one. How long are we going for? Um, when did we even start? <laughs> so I think we're going for like over an hour and a half. Yeah. Wow. Time flies by when you're having fun. Exactly. <laughs> we'll we'll be back with the next one. Do we want to like tease maybe what we're talking about next time? Give people like a little bit of a uh, breadcrumbs. Really Do I really want to? I'm thinking how much should I actually give out? I mean we already gave like a slight hint. Uh cryptocurrency. Yeah. But we won't say we won't say which crypto which cryptocurrency, but we'll say cryptocurrency. Okay. And I will say there is something else we talk about, which is quite like a big thing. Uh, <laughs> Looking at me confused. No, I know what you're talking about, but I'm like, do you want to turn on that as well? <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's like, but it is like a really like, okay, I'll just say like, at this moment in time, it's really important. Like, it is very important. Yes, it is you very might important. Say, you might even say vital. Yes. For our current time and era. Yes. We will talk about that next time. Exactly. But anyway, uh, thank you all for listening. If you made it all the way through this one, uh, <laughs> tell all your friends about the things that we do. Yes, and tell them to listen as well. Tell them to listen, tell them to leave nice comments and stuff. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because if you leave nasty comments, I'll read them and I'll delete them. Exactly. <laughs> Report you to the FBI. Yes. And they'll come after you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyway, hope you're doing well and we'll hope to have you for the next one. Uh-huh. Bye. Uh, uh, stay safe. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Wash your hands. Sing happy birthday twice. Wash your hands. Get Don't a timer for like, ask Siri to give you a timer for 20 seconds. <laughs> All right. Well, Hope you enjoyed. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.